Hey writers, welcome to Writing YA with Poppy. I'm Poppy Solomon, an editor and author assistant who specialises in young adult fiction. I created this podcast to start discussions with writers, offer advice on writing, publishing and book marketing and talk about my favourite genre, YA. You can find me on Instagram as Poppy's Vintage Books and LinkedIn under Poppy Solomon. You can also visit my website which I'll link below. I am so happy you're here and I can't wait to talk teen fiction with you today. Let's start. Hey writers, welcome to episode 5 of Writing Way with Poppy. I am so excited to be back. I had a week off last week because it has just been crazy times lately. I'm sure a lot of people can relate, uh, <laughs> but I'm back now and I'm really excited to get on with our fiction series where we're just going into the basics of some different writing topics like characters, world building, uh, so that way you guys can listen to these ones, get all the basics down, and then in the future when we go in depth, you won't be getting really lost. So today we're talking about world building, which I'm really excited about because I love world building. I, you know, I'm definitely a planner, a plotter, an outliner. I really like to, I, I just really enjoy the planning stage of writing. I, I enjoy writing as well, obviously, and I especially enjoy editing. But for me, that planning, that world building, the coming up with ideas, I find really fun. And I think there's like this misconception that world building is only for these big fantasy or sci-fi worlds. But really, it's just how you figure out your setting. And it's about making your setting not just the place where things happen, but really bringing life to your setting and making it feel real and making it exciting and colourful. So we'll get into that today. But first, we will just do a little bit of an update on my reading and writing. So I will be back in one moment. So for my writing, I am underway with NaNoWriMo, but... I am very much very behind on my goals. I'm at 5,000 words at the moment and I should be, well, we're nearly halfway, so I should be a lot closer to 25,000 than 5,000. But that is okay because yesterday I pulled off a massive editing day on another one of my books and I edited over 16,000 words because I just spent the whole day just completely into it. I did so well after having really low energy for the last few weeks. I just got right back to it. And today I've just sent off that book to my beta readers. So that is really exciting. I cannot wait to get my feedback. You know, obviously sending work to beta readers is, um, it's terrifying, but it is so good that, that I can have a community of people out there who help me and want to read my work and want to offer feedback. So it's not my first time using beta readers, so it's not as scary as last time, but yeah, it is still a big deal, but I'm really proud of myself for finishing this second draft and getting it off for feedback, especially considering that it is only a second draft and it's not very polished, and usually for me to let anyone see anything I've done, it would have to be absolutely perfect in my eyes before I let them see it, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, in other writing news, I have been querying my book An Enchanted Earth, which is my urban fantasy. And of course, when you're querying, you get a lot of rejection, which is completely fine. Um, I think I've queried about 38 agents now and been rejected by eight. So it's just a matter of time. I'm just sort of sending it out to as many as I can or well, not just anyone, people who do seem relevant and who I'd want to work with, but I'm sort of just trying to see who gets back to me and just see the results really. Um, 
So I'm not too worried about sending perfect pitches to just specifically dream agents. I'm more concerned with sending it to lots of agents and just seeing what happens because my reasoning is I just figure if they're interested, they're going to get back to me whether the pitch is perfect or not. So it's just another way of me, like I said before, the perfectionism. Um, it's another way of me trying to beat my perfectionism and just get the ball rolling with publishing. Um, the good news with that uh, that book, An Enchanted Earth, is that I did hear back from a publisher who requested the full manuscript to read, which is really, really exciting. I don't want to say too much about it because I'm trying not to get my hopes up and also I don't know um, yeah, what I can say about that. I, I don't know if I can really say what's going on and or if I want to, but <laughs> yeah, that's really exciting. So all good news in the world of my own writing, publishing at the moment. So onto what I've been reading lately. I have not read as much as I normally would because I was reading If We Were Villains by ML Rio and it is a very, it's not a particularly big book but I did find it to be quite heavy in tone and writing and it just just took me a long time to get through it. Um, it's one of those books that for me I just can only read a chapter or two a day at the very most. I can't binge it. Um, so yeah that took me a long time and I really thought I was gonna love it and I didn't love it as much as I had hoped. So yeah I was pretty disappointed to spend so much time on a book that I didn't really end up liking. That is completely okay because now I'm on my way onto new things. I'm currently reading If You Could See the Sun by Anne Liang and I think she's a Melbourne author. Um, it's quite good. It's I thought the book would be a little bit more serious and it leans more towards the humorous, uh, younger YA side of things, but it is still good. It's a, got a beautiful cover, really interesting concept, so I love it. And I'm also reading Nevermore because I wanted something to listen to while I was cleaning the house the other day. And I thought, why don't I start a audiobook on Libby because they're free, which is awesome. And so, yeah, I started Nevermore because that's been sitting on my shelf for a long time. It's by a local author, Jessica Townsend. So I was really, really excited to read it. And the audiobook is just brilliant. It is so brilliantly narrated. And the voices that the narrator does is just, it's so good. So if you've been thinking about reading it, I definitely recommend it. Okay, so let's get into world building. Thank you for listening to all, all my rambles uh, up until now, but now we're getting into it. So sit back and relax and uh, get a notepad and pen ready because we are talking writing tips and we're getting deep into world building. So first of all, I want to say, like I was talking about before, world building isn't just complex fantasy realms. It's even just the small town or the school or the workplace or any setting that is a major part of your story that is the world that you need to map out before you start writing your novel and the reason is because you want your readers to feel immersed in your story they want they want to feel like they're really there and if you're just sort of having everything happen on a blank slate without much setting it just doesn't have that feeling of in-depth world building and immersion that you would hope for in a book. So it is something that is really important to me. I'm really passionate about, especially because I'm someone who has been known to not describe things enough. Um, I definitely am a less descriptive person and also the work that I like to read is less descriptive. And that's something that, yeah, I struggle with because then people who read my stuff say, 
I just wasn't really sure how to picture things because I just wanted to be more immersed in the story. So yeah, I'm telling you all of these tips, um, not just as someone who's telling you what to do, but as someone who also struggles with this. <laughs> so yeah, we will get into it and hopefully I can, we can both learn a few things about world building today. So let's get started on our five world building tips for your next book. So the first one, this seems like a pretty obvious one, it is place. So where is your story set? And this might, like I said, be really, really obvious. But first you have to think about, okay, is my story in the real world? Is it set today? Or is it set in a fantasy world? If it's set in the real world as well, what part of the real world? Because it's a big, big world we live in. And someone who lives in a small outback town is going to have a very, very different life to someone who lives in Beijing. It is just a big, it's a big, small world. And you do have to take these things into account. So we want to think about, okay, what country is your story set in? Where in that country? What are the buildings like? What is the culture like? Is it a upper class, a lower class area that your character lives in? Uh, how do they travel? What do people do for fun? So thinking about all these little cultural aspects and just aspects of what the place looks like and just where where it is. So if you're in a fictional world, it's even more in-depth than that because you can't just draw on what a real place that you've been to is like. So if you're setting the, the world building on your setting the setting, uh, on your town that you grew up in, you're probably going to find it quite easy because you know that so, so well, that the only thing that's going to be really hard is getting that across to readers because you have to remember that they're not familiar with it. But if you're doing a big fantasy world, you really have to make it feel like a real place. So you have to go so, so in depth on what is this place like? Where is it? When is it? Is it inspired by any real life places that you can draw from? So what is the nature like? What's the terrain like? Is it a snowy mountainous area or is it a beachside resort where everyone hangs out and has fun all the time? <laughs> How do these things affect the world? How do they affect your character? Because a character who lives in a really hot place is probably going to have a very different life to a character who lives in a very cold place. So all of these things, they make a huge difference, not just about the setting, but the plot and the character as well. So I've talked about this before. You have to think about your book as a web. And each of these little topics is something that affects the rest of the web. So if you don't have a strong setting affecting your characters, part of the web is missing. You can consider it like the foundations as well. If one of your foundational parts of a building is missing, the building is going to crumble. Okay, so our second point to look into is the time period. So when is your story set and how does this affect the plot and characters? Just like I was saying before, everything about your world building and setting, it affects the plot and characters too. So a book that's set in the far future is going to probably have a very different plot and character to a book that's set in the far past. Um, so you know, it could be very similar. You know, there are always going to be tropes and parts of just the human way uh, that are always going to be the same. But you have to remember that time does have a big impact on who people are and how they live. For example, it's if you were writing a book about with a female character that was set even 100 years ago, you can't have that female character 
doing things that they they might be able to today because uh, because we didn't have rights back then <laughs> so you have to think about all these things and even if it's a fantasy world does it have these similar aspects is there a time period that your fantasy world is set in so although you might think oh well, it's a fantasy world who cares it's not the same you still have to think about well is it is it a more of a lots of technology culture or very little technology are they very quite uh quite backwards or are they very forward thinking you know there are all these different aspects that will always come into play so society has just changed so much throughout human history even the last few hundred years even the last 10 years we know that things are just always changing even though a lot of things are always the same um, like I was saying before, uh, even just thinking about who has rights now, um, you know, that's changed a lot in the last few years. Um, and yeah, you have to remember these things. So in your world, in your setting where it's, where the time period is set, are you thinking of these things? Are you keeping it all in mind? And you should also think about where your plot fits into the history of the world. So if it's set in the past or it's set in a fantasy world, it does the history of your world affect the plot. So is it set after a war that really changed society and culture? Or is it set when some new technology is being developed? These things will really affect your characters. So it's all about thinking how does the world's past impact your world's present and what will happen in the future. So getting these timelines and time periods really clear really helps immerse the reader into the story because they sort of get this understanding of what's going on and they know what the rules are. All right, number three is culture. So the society within your world might be just like our real life today or it might be completely wildly different. So either way, you need to know how your characters interact with and are impacted by culture. So if you want to write a realistic world, you need to know the special customs of the people, how the government works, just why things are the way they are. So I want you to think about slang. Are there special ways that people talk and how can you make sure that they're easily understood still by the reader? And how can these things like slang alert the reader to when the story is set? What about fashion? And do things like fashion get in the way? You know, if your female character has to wear a dress with a million layers of skirts she's probably going to struggle with some day-to-day -day things or some uh, you know if she's going on a big adventure in a big hoop skirt she might really struggle to get around um arts so music or books or anything like that what is the art like in this culture does it impact your character what what do they listen to what shows do they watch if if we're in a time period where we have tv uh, and technology, do they have a phone? Do they have a laptop? Do they, you know, do they primarily communicate through text messages or letters? How are people getting in contact with each other? Uh, food, what are they eating? How does that impact them? If they're, if they're living in a poor little town out in the middle of nowhere, their food might not be very good because they're not getting all of the foods that we would get in a more, uh, <laughs> more populous area. So they might be, you know, surviving on bread and they might therefore have not very great health because of it. Um, so any of these things that flesh out the world and therefore impact your characters and plot 
they're really important and they really help again immerse the reader that's what we want to do we want the reader to feel like your story is real we want them to feel like they're there you want them to feel your character's hunger you want them to feel the clothes that the character is wearing and have such a deep understanding of their voice and who they are that the reader doesn't even realize that the real world is going on outside of them anymore so that is the point of getting down all of these culture aspects all right so point number four is issues and dangers so these are the problems that your world faces and the people in your world face so this might be the main conflict of your story or might just enhance your story and show the world a little bit more so think about in the hunger games obviously the main issue is the hunger games which is a big issue in their world and their corrupt government so that is pretty much the main driver of the story uh, whereas you know a book set today is still going to have all of today's problems in it um for example climate change a lot of books will set that are set today doesn't mean that they don't have climate change doesn't mean that they don't have all of the problems that we have today but they don't have to be a big part of the story it can just be something else that is there in the background so if it's a fantasy world you can just allude to these things if it's our world you probably don't need to unless it actually directly impacts the story because we know that these things are going on so these issues and dangers they can be anything from monsters to dangerous terrains that the characters have to cross to corrupt governments it can really be anything that just makes your world a little bit more interesting and intriguing and exciting. So don't just give your world a lot of issues and dangers because you want to though. Um, if they don't affect the story, then you might not want to mention them. So maybe there are monsters lurking in the mountains nearby your fictional city, but are they a real threat to your character? Has your main character dealt with them before? Are they going to deal with them during the story uh, if not you know just consider is this really important to add to the story because it's not actually impacting anyone but maybe it does because maybe it means that the main character can't leave the city maybe they have to fight the monsters on the way to go on their big adventure so it's just about considering what is necessary and what is not um, dangers in the world can be a really good subplot because your main, main character might need to navigate through an ocean filled with mean angry mermaids to reach their goals so they might have to cross a really dangerous terrain they might have to go through the desert and survive the desert to get to wherever they need to go um, so in these cases it can be a good addition because it is just increasing the tension and creating interest and intrigue um, you know, a corrupt government might mean that the people who are trying to catch a criminal might be struggling to get justice because the government doesn't properly deal with criminals. <laughs> Something like that. I'm not someone who reads a lot of crime, <laughs> but you get what I mean. So the last point I want to talk about, number five, is where does your main character fit into the world? So although all of these other world building points are really important this is the most important part so now that you have your complex beautiful world ready and you also probably by this point know your plot and characters you have to start thinking like i said before this is the web you have to start thinking about how it all comes together so your main characters need to have a purpose in the world you've built so 
Maybe they're going to rebel against the dystopian society they're in. Maybe they've just moved to a new city and they have to navigate it, meet new friends, find love. Maybe they're saving their small town from some dangerous corporations who want to take over. It's all about how these things play into each other and affect each other. You know, how does the culture affect your main character, the way they act and the things that they might see as right or wrong? Um, again, don't tell the readers every single tiny detail about your world. Um, it's important that you know it inside out, um, but don't info dump all of these things on your reader if they aren't relevant. So just introduce parts of your world as they're needed. So what you have to think about is what will your character do to change the world around them? And what will happen in the world around them that changes the character? So that's it on world building basics. I hope you enjoyed this uh, little podcast. I think it was a little bit rambly <laughs> because they always are because of me, but I hope you enjoyed it. Again, I said this last time, but I'm really hoping to get some guests on soon. So keep listening for that and tune in. A last note on world building is that my world building worksheet is available on Etsy. So if you want more on any of these topics and my worksheet dives really, really deep into all of these topics and gives you lots and lots of questions to help figure all these things out. So if you would like to head there, I will put the discount code down in the show notes because I cannot remember it off the top of my head but definitely go and check out my world building worksheet or send me a message and ask me any questions if you have any because I would love to chat so happy reading happy writing all the best with everything and I will see you all soon see ya thanks so much for listening to the writing YA with Poppy podcast to chat with me or to get more writing publishing and book marketing tips, you can follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or visit my website. I'll link them all below. See you soon and happy writing.